Well, we're back for another weekly short. It is the 13th of July already, and um, today's Phil's Phil's blog day. So, hey, mm-hmm. Phil. Hi, Leslie. You know, it's exciting because um, last week we had Liz Lark Riley, mm-hmm. and uh, we started to uh, talk about some important um, customer service things, but for me, it customer service is kind of like a you can build your business on that, or it can kind of kill your business. So um, love what you have written for the blog. So talk to people about where you're coming from in terms of the power of customer service. Yeah, well, thanks, Leslie. Um, so yeah, just I uh, was thinking about last week's blog by Liz, which was a fantastic, and you know, and she's she's so great and. It's exciting to have her as part of our community. For sure. And, and I love her, love that customer-centric perspective that she brings. Um, and customer service is so important. And also on my mind is the fact that we're going to be uh, gathering here in Michigan in two weeks. Actually, in a week. <laughs> um, two weeks from our recording, but a week from when this is going out on the 13th. Uh, to talk about operations in, in the context of snow removal. So these these two concepts are merging together in my mind right now. They're top of mind for me. Oh, Customer yeah. service and operations. And and as, as someone who ran operations for a, a large company, there's always a question of where does customer service fall? And you could even say where does account management fall between sales and operations? And from my perspective... Customer service is part, just part of operations because that's your service delivery. And if you try to separate it, then you, it gets, if it gets really separated, then, then there's actually um, a disconnect between goals. The, somebody in customer service trying to take care of the customer is actually competing with someone from operations trying to get work done on a schedule. Yeah, I and I they gotta, don't have the same goals. I gotta ask the question: Is like when is business not about customer service? Well, I mean, we all know that, right? <laughs> right. We all know, mm-hmm. and and you know, there's probably not a single business owner that doesn't say doesn't say, I I'm always going to take care of my customers. My customers mean everything to me. You know, there's I can't imagine a business owner who doesn't understand how important customers are. The problem is, and this is what I talk about in my blog is is if you don't have a really strong handle on your operations, you can't execute great customer service. Uh-huh. You can talk about it and claim you have great customer service, but you really don't. And I give three different kind of generic uh, approaches to customer service when it comes to operational business models. And all three of those approaches are, are active today. There are companies that are delivering those three models today. Yeah. Well, maybe you could say just a little bit more about either all of them or what you think is the most important, because I, I do think this is critical to, to a business sustaining and growing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, quickly, um, but I would say read the blog. Okay. I'll go <laughs> go into a little bit more detail. In fact, I give examples from my own personal experience recently with some contractors that are displaying two of the three models. The first model, 
or the first approach is where, you know, companies just, they're very transactional in their mind. They want the quick win. Mm -hmm. So they sell a job, they do the job and they just disappear. They don't answer their phone. They don't, you can't, you can't find them. Um, whether you paid them in cash or not, whether they're a legitimate business, you know, paying taxes or not, that, that might be a whole nother conversation, but, but they really aren't in it for the long haul. So they really don't care. Oh. They're just blowing through the neighborhood, going house to house or whatever. And we don't see this in the commercial world because those companies can't survive in the commercial world. They can probably only survive in the, in the, you know, residential, residential. and they're, they're just flash in the pan businesses. Um, they're not sustainable long-term because like you said, no business is sustainable long-term if it can't take care of its customers. Mm -hmm. The next approach is a very common approach where companies, you know, really do care about their customers, but they can't take care of their customers the way the customers need to be taken care of. And, and here's where the rubber meets the road. You sell a job, you do the job and you think everything's great. You leave you move on, you bill them. Well, then the customer calls and says, hey, there's a little remnant of this job that isn't right. There's something wrong or there's something not finished. There's a punch list. When are you guys gonna come back and finish the punch list? When are you gonna, you know, this little thing, you know, your crew leader told me he was gonna come back and fix this little piece here, but he hasn't called and I haven't heard from him. It's been three weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay, this happens all the time. There's rarely a job that's perfect at the end of the job. There's always some little lingering thing. Okay? Yeah. So, number one, whose job is it to recognize that lingering thing? It's really better if the customer, if the company recognizes it before the customer brings it to the company's attention. For sure. For sure. But even if the customer is the one who recognizes it, and calls the company, the contractor, and says, hey, you know, there's this thing. Well, how does the contractor respond to that? So the typical situation is, oh, you're really important to us. We thank you so much for your business. Uh, we're really busy right now, we're shorthanded. So tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create a work order, and I'm gonna put it into our system, and you know, we're six weeks out on new work orders, so it's, well, we'll see you in six weeks. Oh boy. Well, that doesn't feel good to a customer. I just paid you. Yeah. And my job's not done. There's something wrong. Yeah. And so you're, you're helping me see very clearly how this does kind of connect to operational capacity. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because if you don't have the structure and the capacity to, to handle these things that are, you know, they're going to happen. You, you know, from your own experience, you're always going to have some amount yeah. of callbacks or repairs or things that go wrong. And so if you don't set aside, it's just like if you're a doctor and you don't set aside a little bit of time each week for emergencies, well, that doesn't make sense because you know that you're always going to have some emergency. You don't know who it is. You can't put a name on it. But you know there's always a regular flow of emergencies. Yeah, of course. So if you don't build in, oh, Wednesday's our emergency work order day, well, then you're never going to get to them. Yeah, that, now that's a great idea. And I'm sure there are others in terms of how you set up your organization to make sure that operations have time and space. 
Absolutely. And this is something, this is why it's so top of mind, because this is one of those topics we're going to be hitting pretty hard next week at our Grounds and Institutional Management Workshop here in Michigan at snowfighters.com. If you're in the snow industry, we'd love to have you here. We're going to be talking about that and several other um, area, really important areas of operations, particularly with snow removal. Um, so snow, snow, snowfightersinstitute.com. But I do want to talk about that last oh, okay. uh, best, um, and I know it's probably growing long for our, our weekly calls here, but I, I want to take two minutes and talk about a better approach. Yep. So the better approach is building in that operational capacity, knowing it's going to come, and, and embracing it and saying, this is an opportunity to wow our customers, to show them that we not only say we care about our customers, but we actually put our money where our mouth is. And I've had this very recently happen with two different contractors where there's been some some lingering work from work that should have been completed but wasn't. And one of them actually involved a, a, a mistake they made in an mm. insurance claim on their end and some repair work. But they jumped on it and they're taking care of it and they embraced it, they owned it. They were here like Johnny on the spot and that just makes such a big difference. And, you know, I'm going to recommend that company all day long. But yep. the company that's going to put me six weeks out to come back and fix some little thing that's going to take them five minutes, I'm not going to recommend that company. Yeah, and you know you know how important those referrals are. Businesses are built on that type of referral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. That, that, is, it. that is it. So um, really good advice in terms of thinking about these three levels of customer service and how you're going to handle that type of thing. But more importantly, how do you build your organization so that you can, so that it, mm-hmm. it's just something that is, it's ready to go. It's spontaneous. It's on, on, on the top of your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So, yep. okay. So, I'll bring circle back around to the snowfightersinstitute.com to look up this workshop. Um, you mentioned it being in Michigan. Um, yes, it's actually in Madison Heights, okay. which is uh, right outside of Detroit, nearest airport. If you're flying in, would be the Detroit Metro Airport. Great, great and airport. Major airport. And um, we're at the SnowX facility. Ooh. And we'll do a f- facility tour. We'll meet with their product engineers. We'll get to know all the folks at SnowX and um, their parent corporation, Douglas Dynamics. Uh, some of those folks will be there as well. We have a two-day workshop, um, July 20th and 21st. And then we have a one-day workshop on July 22nd on liquid de-icing, which is going to be great. Those are two separate events. Great. Uh, but they're back-to-back. And that is a great a great location, great hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sounds like a good complete package for training, for um, being able to network with uh, peers, and mm-hmm. on top of that, see some really impressive operations on the SnowX Douglas Dynamics side. They they have it together. Yeah, Leslie, we've had events there several times, and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they do a great job of hosting. And, Absolutely, and attendees will have a a wonderful time. Sounds great. Well, thanks, Phil. Uh, Again, I love this topic. I feel like it's a a business builder or breaker and Mm -hmm. um, something that is really important to embrace. Um, Encourage everybody to read the full blog because there's more detail there and there are some links to uh, be able to check out more about the workshops coming up. 
And until then, thanks, Phil. All right, Leslie, thank you. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too.